G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. Here's how you deal with giants. You don't back off. You don't compromise. You don't make deals. You attack them. You attack your giants. When we face giant-sized problems and threats in our lives, Pastor Greg Laurie says we need to deal with them as David dealt with the giant Goliath. Here's your choice. Kill your giant or your giant will kill you. Marginalize it. Justify it so you can handle it. That giant's coming back for more, man. So cut its head off. This is the day when the lost are found. This is the day for a new beginning. Amazing grace, how sweet the sound. Again you hear all the angels are singing. This is the day, the day when life begins. Every minute of every day, someone gets the news of a cancer diagnosis. Or they hear of a loved one who's passed away. Every day, people suffer great financial losses or the breakdown of a relationship. So many people face addictions and they're getting through one day at a time. So what help does the Bible offer people facing these life-shattering issues? Pastor Greg Laurie has the answer as he brings words of encouragement and direction from God's Word on a new beginning. There's all kinds of giants we face in life. And I want to tell you how you can overcome your giant, how you can defeat your giant. And to do that, I'm going to do a very familiar story, the story of David and Goliath. So David's tending his sheep. And one day his father comes and says, son, your your brothers are out of the battle there facing out for the Philistines. I want you to go take them some food. I want you to take them some bread and cheese. So David comes to his brothers who are part of the Israeli army who are in a face-off with the Philistine army and dividing them as the Valley of Elah. And uh, so David hears some guy bellowing from the Valley of Elah. And he goes up there and looks and there stands Goliath. Nine feet six inches of solid muscle. He was as wide as he was tall. He was like a human tank. And he was covered head to toe in body armor. And he was yelling, send someone to fight me down here in the valley. And if I beat him, you Israelis can serve us. Hey, but if he beats me, we'll serve you. And David's reaction was, who is this guy? And why is he allowed to get away with this? Why is someone not going down there to fight him? So David volunteers to fight Goliath. And that's where our story begins. 1 Samuel chapter 17. We're going to start in verse 40 and read down to verse 51. And by the way, I'm reading from the New Living Translation. Verse 40. He picked up five smooth stones from a stream and put them in his shepherd's bag. Then armed with his shepherd's staff and sling, he started across to fight Goliath. Goliath walked out toward David with his shield bearer ahead of him, sneering in contempt at the ruddy-faced boy. He roared at David, Am I a dog that you come at me with a stick? 
and he cursed David by the names of his gods. Goliath yelled, come over here and I'll give your flesh to the birds and wild animals. Now, I love David's response. David shouted in reply, you come to me with a sword and a spear and a javelin, but I come to you in the name of the Lord God Almighty, the God of the armies of Israel, whom you have defied. Now look at David's faith. Today the Lord will conquer you, and I will kill you and cut off your head. Then I'll give the dead bodies of your men to the birds and wild animals, and the whole world will know there's a God in Israel, and everyone will know the Lord does not need weapons to rescue his people. It's his battle, not ours. The Lord will give you to us. Now notice this, as Goliath moved closer to attack, David quickly ran out to meet him. Notice that. He ran out to meet him. Verse 49, reaching into a shepherd's bag and taking out a stone, he hurled it from his sling and hit the Philistine in the forehead. The stone sank in and Goliath stumbled and he fell face downward on the ground. So now David finishes the job. Verse 50, so David triumphed over the Philistine giant with only a stone and a sling. And since he had no sword, he ran over and pulled Goliath's sword from its sheath, used it to kill the giant and cut off his head. When the Philistines saw their champion was dead, they turned and ran. Wow, what a story. And what a victory. So what do we learn in this story about facing our giants in life? If you're taking notes, here's point number one. We all have giants. We all have giants. And by that I mean we all have obstacles. We all have problems. We all have challenges. We all have threats. We have things that we face that, well, they're just a lot bigger than us. Number two, David knew the battle belonged to the Lord. Do you know that? Your battle that you're fighting, your challenges that you're facing, your temptations that you're experiencing, listen to this, the battle belongs to the Lord. Verse 47, David said to Goliath, it's his battle, not ours, so the Lord will give you to us. Listen, we're in a spiritual battle. And if you want to win a spiritual battle, you got to use spiritual weapons. You got to fight fire with fire. You say, well, what do you mean? Well, look, we have two secret weapons in our arsenal as Christians that we rarely use. What do you think they are? Boycott and protest. No. <laughs> Register and vote. There's a place for that for sure. But that's not even it. How about this? Pray and preach. Pray and preach. Pray and preach the gospel. So here's the thing. You, maybe you have fear. You, you're overwhelmed. I don't know how we're going to deal with this. Pray about it. Turn your worries into prayers. And it's preaching too. Proclaiming the gospel. In a way, it's sort of attack mode. You know, when we preach the gospel, we are attacking. You know, we look at our culture and it's so dark. And we say, how do we change culture? You change culture one person at a time. And that happens through something called conversion. <laughs> it happened to you, it happened to me, and it can happen for others where they can become completely different people. That's why we're so committed to proclaiming the gospel here at Harvest. And David attacked his giant. That's point number three. Attack your giants. Point number one, everyone is giants. Point number two, the battle belongs to the Lord. Point number three, attack your giants. Look at verse 48. As Goliath moved closer to attack, David ran out quickly to meet him. So you say, okay, this all sounds very nice and spiritual, but I don't really know what this means. Okay, let's get practical for a moment. 
Let's say you have a problem with drinking or drugs or um, pornography. Deal with it. So it starts by saying, I have a problem. See, as long as you're hiding it, you're never gonna deal with it. You have to come out and say to someone you love, your husband, your wife, your mom, your dad, your pastor, a trusted friend, I have a problem with drinking. I have a problem with drugs. I have this issue. Okay, call it what it is. It's not just a problem. That's a sin. You're dealing with a sin. You're under the power of the sin. So you need to bring it into the light of day so it can start being dealt with. Get it out of the shadows of darkness where it has lurked into the light of day. And that brings me to point number four. Finish your giant off. So you attack your giant and you finish him off. Though Goliath fell, he was still alive. Now, think of how many movies or TV shows you've seen where the hero kills the bad guy. He kills him. The bad guy's dead. Then the hero turns his back to the bad guy, right? And he's like calling someone or doing something. And then you know the scene, right? And all of a sudden the guy just stands up. He's in the frame all of a sudden, you know, with a knife. Ah, we, oh, look behind you, you idiot. You know, David had seen all those movies. <laughs> so I thought he's, he's down, but he is not dead. So he takes it to the next level. And what does he do? He goes over, verse 51, grabs his sword from its sheath and kills the giant and cuts off his head. David really knew how to get ahead in life, didn't he? No, seriously. Okay, now think about this. Here's your choice. Kill your giant or your giant will kill you. Marginalize it. Justify it so you can handle it. That giant's coming back for more, man. So cut its head off. Glad you've joined us today. You're listening to A New Beginning with Pastor Greg Laurie. He's the Senior Pastor of Harvest Christian Fellowship in Riverside, California. And he's sharing a message entitled, Facing Your Giants. Now, as a young boy, he explains, he was interested in herpetology. When I was a kid, I used to catch snakes. We'd go out and find them. And not venomous snakes, but little snakes like gopher snakes, king snakes. And uh, the way you catch a snake is, you, you know, you'll see them moving through the grass or wherever. And you get up behind them and you press your foot on their neck. And then you reach down and you grab them right behind the head because they usually want to bite you. One thing you learn, never grab a snake by its tail because they can turn right around and bite you. Okay, so and then you hold them right behind the neck and then you support their body with your other hand and put them in a bag or whatever you're gonna put them in. Now, if it's a rattlesnake, you don't wanna catch a rattlesnake. You wanna back away from a rattlesnake. But if, perchance, you have no choice and you wanna kill a rattlesnake, there's one way to do it. And that is cut off its head. You cut off its tail, now he's just really mad, okay? because you just took his rattler away. And that's his identity. They really like rattlers. So he's gonna come back after you know you gotta cut his head off. And I've seen rattlesnakes have their heads cut off. You're saying, Greg, this is like the grossest sermon I've ever heard. Heads coming out, yeah, I know, but I'm almost done. Okay, and even when you cut their head off, because there's the blood in the little brain, the little mouth is still moving when it's separated from the body. Have you ever seen that? Okay, but, so, but that's how you deal with giants. You cut their head off. You kill them or they'll kill you. And David used Goliath's sword to kill Goliath. There would be no comebacks for Goliath. So what does this mean practically? It means you burn your bridges. Let's say you have a problem with drinking. What do you do? Take the booze and pour it down the stinking drain. And don't buy any more. 
And don't hang around people that are drinking and don't go to places where you're gonna be tempted because you know you're vulnerable. If you have drugs, get rid of them. Well, I have a lot of drugs, that's bad stewardship. I'll sell them, no. <laughs> Do not sell them, you will be arrested as a drug dealer. <laughs> get rid of them, throw them out. Burn your bridges. What about if you have an issue with pornography? Well, if you're viewing it online, you need to take practical steps. Maybe get an internet filter, but those sometimes don't work as well as one would hope. Hey, if necessary, get rid of your stinking computer. You know, seriously. Do whatever you need to do to get rid of that sin in your life. And so if it literally meant you're not gonna carry a smartphone around because you viewed junk on it, then get an old school phone that actually just makes phone calls. What a revolutionary thought. I mean, there might be practical steps. Hey, if you're married, uh, tell your wife what your passwords are so she can access your account. Uh, be upfront about it. Make yourself accountable to someone. If you're single, say, I've struggled here. I, and you can look at my phone. You can look at my computer anytime you want. Hold me to account. You have to deal with these issues in a practical, upfront way. So let's review and conclude. Number one, we all have giants. There are no exceptions. It's just a matter of what, where, or who your giant is. Number two, the battle belongs to the Lord. Rest in the finished work He has done. Number three, attack your giant. Force your giant into the light of day. Call on God and pray for his power. Number four, finish your giant off. Cut off its head. Burn your bridges. Break with the past. Draw lines. Make yourself accountable to others. I used to hang around a lot of low life kids. And we did drugs together. And I became a Christian at the age of 17. And I knew I couldn't live in that world anymore. So I got a whole new set of friends. And some people are surprised to find they keep falling into the same sins over and over. But the problem is they say, I'm gonna make a break with this. But they hang around the people that are still doing those things. Get it? That is why the Bible says, blessed is a man that does not walk in the counsel of the ungodly or stand in the way of sinners or sit in the seat of the scornful, but his delight is in the law of the Lord. Don't hang out with ungodly people that will encourage you to do ungodly things. Surround yourself with godly men and godly women. In fact, find people that are even more godly than you and do what you can to build them up and let them do what they want to do to build you up. That's how you're going to move forward spiritually. You take practical steps. I wanna just close this message by saying, there's one giant that none of us can defeat, and that's called Satan. He's a lot more powerful than you or me. And uh, that's why the Bible says, greater is he that is in you than he that's in the world. The one that's in you, if you're a Christian, is Christ. The one that is in the world, that verse is referring to, is the devil. God is more powerful than the devil. The devil is not the equal of God, but he is a powerful spirit being that can wreak havoc in a life and do pretty much whatever he wants if the person is not a Christian. Is Satan's not afraid of artifacts or religion. You know, you can pull out your crucifix. The devil could care less about your crucifix. Well, I'll, I'll just, I'll wear garlic around my neck. That'll keep him away. That'll keep your friends away. I don't know if it'll keep the devil away. Especially if you chew on it too, that really. That'll keep everyone away. Even your dog won't come around. <laughs> well, I'll use some holy water. It's, there is no holy water. None of these things work. The only power that Satan respects is the power of Jesus Christ. That's the only thing. So that's why you need Jesus. 
Because if you have Jesus living inside of you, God's put an ID tag on you. And it says property of the Lord Jesus Christ and the devil respects it. But if you are not a Christian, if Jesus is not living in you, you don't have God's ID tag on you. You have a bullseye painted on you. <laughs> and the devil, he can pretty much do whatever he wants. And nothing you do will keep him away. That's why you need Christ in your life who will forgive you of all of your sin. Maybe last year was a mess for you. And you're wondering, can I ever start over again? Yeah, you can. You can have a new beginning. Because the Bible says, if any man be in Christ, he is an altogether different kind of person. Old things pass away. Everything becomes fresh and new. God will do that for you. You can put your past behind you and have a new future if you ask Jesus to come into your life or if you recommit your life to Jesus. So we're gonna pray right now. And I'm gonna give you an opportunity to do that. Maybe you're afraid. Maybe you're not sure what would happen to you if you were to die. Would you go to heaven? You don't know. You don't have that meaning and purpose in life that Jesus offers and you want it. Well, I'm gonna give you an opportunity to ask Christ to come and live in your heart right now. So let's all bow our heads and pray together. Father, thank you for loving us so much that you sent Jesus to die on the cross in our place. Lord Jesus, thank you for coming and thank you for your gracious offer of forgiveness. And now we pray for everyone that is here and everyone that is watching. I pray that you'll speak to their hearts. I pray that your Holy Spirit will convict and convince them of their sin and help them realize they need Jesus right now and help them to come to you, we would pray. Amen. Pastor Greg Laurie with an important word of prayer. And if you've come to realize that you need to make a change in your relationship with the Lord, today is a great day to do it. And Pastor Greg would like to help you right now. As you've been listening to this today, maybe you've heard another voice. By that I mean, yeah, you heard me say a few things, but you heard God's voice speak to you deep in the recesses of your heart. And it suddenly dawned on you, this is what I need, or to state it more accurately, this is who I need. I need Jesus, and I want Jesus, but maybe you don't know how to make that connection. Let me help you. Pray this after me right now if you want Jesus Christ to come into your life. Lord Jesus, I know I am a sinner, and I am sorry for my sin, and I need your forgiveness right now. Would you come into my heart and my life? as Savior, as God, as friend. I choose to follow you from this moment forward. Thank you for calling me and accepting me and forgiving me. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. I know that was a relatively short prayer. Maybe you felt something as you prayed it. Maybe you felt nothing. That doesn't really matter because God's word says, these things we write to you that believe on the name of the Son of God that you may know that you have eternal life. It doesn't say, so you may think you have it or you may hope you have it if God's in a good mood. No, that you can know it. And I want you to know, if you pray that prayer in a minute, Jesus Christ, the Son of God, has come into your life. So congratulations. You're now a Christian. Now continue to follow the Lord.
Thanks, Pastor Greg. And well done if you've prayed that prayer today. We'd love to help you by sending something called our New Believers Growth Packet. It's a great way to get started living as a Christian. We'll be glad to send it to you free of any charge or obligation. It'll help answer some of the questions you might have and help you build a solid foundation for your faith. Just ask for the New Believers Growth Packet when you contact us on 1-800-005011. Well, tomorrow we'll see even world changes need a second chance. We'll consider failures and how to recover from them. That's next time on A New Beginning. Now, if you'd like a copy of Pastor Greg's full message from today, get in touch with Vision Christian Store. It was called Facing Your Giants. Just go to visionstore.org.au or call 1-800-00-5011. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.